Chapter 3. 3.51 p.m. It's hard to be worried when you're flying. You feel so powerful, floating high above the heads of all the little people below you. People are so slow. They walk in little lines along sidewalks, always stuck moving in two dimensions, left, right, forward, back. A bird moves in three dimensions and has a lot more going on when he's flying. There's the air temperature, the speed of wind gusts, the steadiness of the breeze crosswinds, and thermals and humidity. Your wings and tail are constantly adjusting, extending your wingtips, spreading or narrowing your tail, altering the angle of attack. Fortunately, the falcon's brain handles all of that. Because, let's face it, as a human, I know basically nothing about flying. All I know is, it's the coolest thing in the entire world. Marco and I flew along with Tobias till we spotted two other big birds of prey rising up toward us, Rachel and Cassie. Break it up, all, Tobias advised. We're going to draw every bird watcher within a hundred miles. Spread out. Stop thinking like humans. We don't have to be bunched together to see the same things. He was right. Falcons, hawks, and eagles don't exactly fly in flocks together. And with the intense vision of our bird morphs, we could see whatever we were supposed to see from a quarter of a mile away. I wanted to get altitude because I was struggling with the dead air around me. I had the narrowest wings of the group. I was brutally fast in a killing dive, much faster than the others. But at the business of endlessly riding wisps of breeze, I was weak. I split off from Marco, circled to the right, and kept my laser-focused eyes on Tobias, careful to stay within thought-speak range. Okay, this is it. Tobias said. See the big car lot down there? Track left a block. I was catching my first decent breeze, so I soared upward as I searched the ground below. Then I saw it. Left of the car lot. That's a grocery store, right? I asked. I was puzzled. From the air, almost every building just looks like a big rectangle. It looks like they had some kind of fire. Yep. Now, look closer. Tobias advised. See the plastic sheet across the left side of the store? Look how the breeze blows it in. See? It looks like the entire left wall was knocked in or something, Rachel said. She was a bald eagle, riding high above me and further west. Exactly, Tobias said. Now, see the parking lot on that side? See the marks? I did. There were several long gouges torn in the blacktop. Long, straight gouges, in perfect alignment, pointing right toward the busted wall of the grocery store. A couple dozen workmen seemed to be on the ground, rushing around to erect a plywood wall to conceal the hole. Suddenly, I realized. I guess Marco did too. Oh, man, Marco said. Oh, man. You'd never notice it from ground level, Tobias said smugly. But from the bird's eye view, it's pretty obvious. Something hit the ground. It was moving fast. It skidded across the grocery store parking lot, hit the wall, plowed inside, and started a fire. I said, Exactamundo, Tobias said. It must have happened late at night, Cassie pointed out. Otherwise, there would have been cars in the parking lot. You still haven't seen the best thing yet, Tobias said. Take a run, one at a time, over the site. Check out who's in charge of the cleanup crew. I flapped hard, turned, flapped harder, and shot over the smoke-scarred grocery store. I only caught a glimpse of the man who was directing the work crew. I couldn't quite believe what I saw. Chapman? I asked. Chapman, Tobias confirmed. 
He's been here all day. Chapman is the assistant principal at our school. He's also a high-ranking controller, a very important part of the York invasion. Why is the assistant principal from our school suddenly working construction? Cassie asked, adding, as if I couldn't guess. Whatever this is, it must be important, Rachel said. They're working fast. And look, that guy there with the long coat, up on the roof? I just caught a flash of a machine gun under his coat. There were six or seven men and women on the roof of the store. They were looking around with the kind of steely, paranoid gaze you see on the faces of the President's Secret Service guys. They're nervous, Cassie agreed. Scared, even. You can see from the way they move, the way they act. Someone screwed something up big time, and everyone down there is very afraid. So, what do we do, oh fearless leader? Marco asked. He was asking me. The others like to act as if I'm in charge. I don't think of myself that way, not really. But, you know, whatever. If it makes them feel better to think I'm the leader, fine. It's just that when people treat you like a leader, you start acting like a leader. And like I said, that means making decisions, even when you're just guessing. Yeah, what's the plan? Rachel asked. Flash! Right in my face! Big, glittering eyes! The only things shining in the darkness. A muzzle open just enough to show long, curved fangs. The face of an extremely big cat. Mountain lion? Leopard? In a second, it would lunge, open its jaws wide, and... Flash! Whoa! I yelled. What's the matter? Do you see something? Tobias asked. Jake? I asked you. What's the plan? Rachel said, sounding annoyed. I was back in the air. I was flying. I was in Falcon Morph. Below me, I saw the grocery store. But I was totally confused. My mind wouldn't focus on reality. It was still in some jungle I'd never seen, staring into the eyes of a beautiful, deadly predator. What was happening to me? Was I going crazy? Um, um, I, I guess we'd better take a closer look, huh? I managed to say. Definitely. Let's work up a plan. Let's do it. Rachel said, with her usual enthusiasm. Rachel, why is it whenever I hear you say, let's do it, my blood runs cold? Marco asked. Let's see, because you're a weenie? Rachel speculated. Whatever this is, they're trying to clean it up fast. We have no time, I said. Better do this tonight. Oh, Rachel said. Tonight? As in, tonight? She didn't sound so enthusiastic anymore. Oh, good, Marco said sarcastically. Another rushed, unplanned, last-minute mission. Those always turn out so well. Marco, I thought, you don't know the half of it. Because in addition to all the other ways this could go bad, your fearless leader is losing his mind. Of course, I didn't say that. See, when you're the leader, you're not allowed to be crazy.